Are you dreaming of visiting Switzerland? Planning a trip to Switzerland is very exciting, but it can also be overwhelming. How do you choose which of the many scenic cities, towns and villages to visit? Which mountaintop excursions should you take? And what's the best way to get around Switzerland? And of course, how much of the country can you realistically see within your time frame? If you've asked yourself any of these questions, this is the podcast for you. This is the Holidays to Switzerland travel podcast, and in each episode, your host Carolyn Schonefinger chats with Swiss travel experts to answer your most commonly asked questions, provide practical tips, and take you on a virtual visit to the most popular destinations, and of course some hidden gems, to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland. And you'll hear plenty of conversations about Swiss cheese and chocolate too. Are you ready to plan your trip to Switzerland? Well, let's get started. Grootsy, welcome to episode 58. I'm your host, Carolyn, and I'm thrilled to have your company today. One of the many things I love about Switzerland is that there's always somewhere new to explore, whether that be a city whose streets you've yet to wander, a lake that you haven't yet cruised on, or a mountain that you're yet to conquer. For a mountain lover like me, there are endless choices, as Switzerland has more than 10,000 named mountains. 10,000! And thanks to Switzerland's compact size, many of these mountains can be easily reached from the major cities too. Take Mount Titlis, for example. The Valley Cable Car Station to Mount Titlis is just 45 minutes from Lucerne, so it's super easy to get to, and as well as incredible views, there is lots to see and do there. Which makes me wonder, why haven't I ever been here? Like I said, there is always something new to discover whether you're planning your first visit to Switzerland or your 20th. I met today's guest, Peter Niederberger, at a recent Switzerland tourism event in Melbourne, Australia, and invited him to tell us all about Mount Titlis and the village of Engelberg. Peter is the overseas sales manager for Mount Titlis and has spent most of his life in the Engelberg Valley. He is passionate about this little part of Switzerland and has lots of great information and some local secrets to share with us today. Before we hear from Peter, I'd like to say thank you to the lovely folks at Switzerland Tourism for sponsoring the podcast. You'll find plenty of places to discover in Switzerland on their website, myswitzerland.com. So do go and take a look. Whichever places you decide to visit in Switzerland, don't forget to pack your camera because one thing is guaranteed. If you need the perfect shot, you need Switzerland. Now, I can't wait to hear what Peter has to say about Engelberg and Mount Titlis. So let's get started. Hi, Peter. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It was lovely to meet you a few weeks ago when you were down here in Australia. So uh, it's great to be talking to you now that you're back in Switzerland. Would you like to start by introducing yourself and telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, Caroline. Good to, to meet again and thank you for the opportunity. I'm happy to share some news and information of Engelberg and Mount Titlis with you. And probably to start about myself, I actually grew up in the valley of Engelberg and was attracted by the towering mountains towards the end of the, the valley from, from early on. Uh, so I was always in the outdoors and hiking a lot as a child. Biking and especially skiing became my big passion as a young boy. So therefore, probably wasn't a big surprise that I ended up in Engelberg itself when I was about 20 years old and stayed since then. By now, I'm happily married. I'm a father of three. And of course, I try to give on my passion for the outdoors and for the nature to to my family. What a great thing to pass on. 
So for those listeners who are familiar with Engelberg and Mount Titlis, can you tell us exactly whereabouts in Switzerland we'll find them? Yeah, sure. So probably if you have the map of Switzerland right in front of you and you point with your finger right in the center, you might hit the spot of Engelberg. Uh, so we are right in, in the heart. We're in central Switzerland, also referred as Lake Lucerne region sometimes. And the village is at the end of a valley about 30 kilometers south of the city center of Lucerne. So it's quite easy to reach by car and train. The train actually runs every hour from the city center to Lucerne. It's only 45 minutes and then you're right in the mountain village of Engelberg. It's very convenient for people to visit from Lucerne or even from Zurich, so it's, it's not that far. Let's start with Engelberg. Can you tell us a bit more about the town and some of the things that you can see and do there? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I think if you look at Engelberg, we have to look at it also historically a little bit because Engelberg actually dates back into the 12th century when Benedictine monks founded the monastery here and the village in 1120. The village name would translate into Angel Berg, or probably better, the Mountain of Angels. So it was the monks that gave the village its name. The monastery is, is still an active monastery, and it even offers guided tours for visitors or silent retreats for guests. So you can also stay in the monastery and spend some part of your days together with, with the monks. But obviously, over the years, Zangelberg has emerged into an internationally known mountain resort, which is for its rather small size, with only 4,000 residents, incredibly diverse, I'd say. Guests find accommodation across the whole range, so from a youth hostel or an authentic family-owned boutique hotel up to the brand new five-star Kempinski Palace, which is right in the village, uh, you'd find everything. So there's something for every taste and every budget in Engelberg. What I believe is the most common interest of people coming to Engelberg uh, is definitely nature. Uh, either guests come for a sightseeing on Mount Titlis or any of the other surrounding uh, mountaintops, or they're drawn to Engelberg for the outdoor sports, which there is obviously plenty of. But the common sense definitely is always the experience of, of the beautiful nature surrounding. And maybe my must-sees in Engelberg or things you really shouldn't miss out definitely will be Mount Titlis, which we're probably going to talk a little bit more afterwards with and which is central Switzerland's highest viewpoint. It's a glacier mountain, so it offers 365 days of snow on the top and it has some of the most spectacular views from all of Switzerland. And as already mentioned before, of course, the monastery is a, is a must-see, whether you just go in to the garden and the beautiful church or do a guided tour. And then three probably not known or hidden must-sees, which I always uh, love to tell people, is um, to visit one of the Alpine cheese dairies. There are many of little alpine cheese dairies surrounding Engelberg. There's even a trail called the Alpine Cheese Trail, which is a multi-day hike, but you don't have to do the whole hike. You can just pick one or two of the cheese dairies and, and really go up to these farms and see how they do the cheese in a, in a traditional way and do some tasting. And obviously, you can also buy some cheese on spot. And then mm -hmm. the second one would be... Uh, the farmer cable cars, the so-called Buirebandli. Engelberg is home or has the highest density of cable cars all of Switzerland. And 26 of these cable cars in our valley um, are these Buirebandli or in English farmer cable cars. And there's also a multi-day hike where you can link these cable cars together. So if you're into a mixture of nostalgia, adventure, beautiful hiking trails and breathtaking views, then this so-called Buirebandli safari is just the right thing for you. 
those little cable cars, are they, you said the translation was farmer, farmer cable cars. Is that so that the farmers who have farms up on the mountains can get to their farm? Yeah, right. You got it. Yes. So it's really um, Engelberg. The valley of Engelberg was quite a poor valley in the old days because obviously there was just farming and it was very hard to maintain the fields because it's in a very narrow valley with steep meadows. So people didn't have the money to build roads and therefore they invented a lot of inventions around cable cars and a lot of inventions that have become known all over the world now were actually done in this valley and a lot of farmers linked their farms up in the hills with cable cars to the to the villages down in the valley so that's it's quite a funny fact that would be something really great to see very unique absolutely a very unique and very authentic to to the region yes and probably last but not least uh, my last must see or must do in engelberg which is not for everybody but engelberg is uh, engelberg is a region inside the tip when it comes to sporting adventures in the vertical. It has five via ferratas that you can do from Engelberg. Uh, there's eight climbing gardens. There's various boulder spots and countless alpine climbing roads. So we're probably not known worldwide as climbing, but uh, it really has everything your climbing heart desires uh, right in, in Engelberg. Yeah, wow. Okay, that's something else I didn't know. You're full of hidden secrets for us, so thank you very much. Do you think Engelberg is a good place to come and visit any time of the year? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think Engelberg has four very distinctive seasons and I really love the transformation from season to season. So from the spring flowers to the warm and this year even hot summer weather and then to the colorful autumn with all the forests, leaves turning to yellow, gold, bronze colors and then obviously the long snow covered winter season. So when people ask me, what's your favorite season? The older I get, the more I struggle with an answer. When I was young in my youth, I was living for winter time. Uh, I was loving the snow. I was loving skiing, being outdoors, skiing almost almost every day. By now, I really can't say which season I like like the best. It's nice to see the mountains and the nature change with every season and to enjoy the different activities. Uh, every three or four months, there's something new to do. And I'm always looking forward to the new one. <laughs> every season's so beautiful. I agree, yeah. You touched on there before about Mount Titlis, and so Engelberg is the gateway to, to reaching Mount Titlis. How do people get from the village up to, to the mountain? So Mount Titlis is definitely one of the big highlights of Engelberg. To travel up the mountain, it takes about 30 minutes, so it's quite a convenient journey. You take an eight-seater gondola from Engelberg to the station stand via, via Troopsee, which we'll probably talk a little bit afterwards, uh, which is a nice place to do a stop back. Actually. And uh, after that, at station stand, you change to the world's first revolving cable car, so-called Titlis Rotair, which is a round uh, gondola or tram, and it turns around 360 degrees while it moves up to the summit of Mount Titlis, so everybody gets to see the whole view. So it's quite easy, convenient uh, excursion up the mountaintop. Doesn't run on a on a tight time schedule, so you cannot be late for for a departure because there's an eight seater starting in Engelberg. So every few seconds there's an eight seater gondola coming through the station, which is quite nice when you're traveling. You don't always want to look on your watch and see, oh, am I late? Can I reach the next train? So that's that's really convenient. So if people are coming from, let's say, from Lucerne by train, is it very easy? 
easy then to get from the train station to the cable car station? Yes, absolutely. As you know, in Switzerland, we love our public transport and we try to connect everything. <laughs> so also in Engelberg, we do the same. We do have several bus lines that stop right in front of the train station and you can jump on the bus and it takes you to the, the rail stair to the gondola station. So this is about two minutes ride on a bus. All the buses that run through the town are free of charge for everybody. So whether you hold the Swiss travel pass or not, whether you stay in Engelberg or just here for a day tour, you can use all the buses uh, free of charge. And then the other option you have, which I think is the, the, the nicer one, you can also take a walk. It's about 10 minutes and you walk by a lovely creek towards the station of Mount Titlis. And that's uh, probably 10 minutes walk with the picture stops, maybe 15 minutes walk. And a nice add-on to this walk is that you actually pass by the ski jumping hill of Engelberg, where we host two World Cup ski jumps every year. So you can take a photograph of the world's largest natural ski jump. Well, there you go. Another hidden secret for us. So you mentioned there just before about going up on the gondola and you change it to a Trubsee. What are some of the things that people could do rather than just heading straight up to the summit? Um, if they decide to stop at Trubsee, what, what are the things that they can do there? Trubsee, I think it's a, it's a must stop for everybody. And it's definitely a must, must stop for all the families uh, because there over the last few years, the cable car company built several theme trails and uh, there's a stunning mountain lake and it's just perfect place to spend some time and, and enjoy the nature. There's also two zip lines that go from the station down to the lake and um, there's trampolines and there's a back jump. So a true paradise for, for children of all age. But also for nature lovers, it's really a must stop. As I said before, um, halfway on Mount Titlis, it's the perfect starting place to take the boats out on the lake and look at the glacier from, from uh, below. It has lots of beautiful walking trails. I wouldn't call them hiking trails. They're like 40 minutes uh, trails and you can you can walk to a beautiful waterfall. It's called the Waterfall Loop, which is a wonderful uh, sightseeing point or you can do a loop around the lake and also you can take out the boats on the lake actually and look at the, the glacier from below and it's just a stunning natural paradise and it would be really, really a pity if you would miss out to step out of the gondola at, at Tripsi. And because you like my hidden tips so much, I have also two for, for Lake Tripsi, of course. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> number one, highly recommend uh, to stay at the Alpine Lodge Tripsi. It's a hotel, 37 rooms right at the station. And the big plus, of course, is in the evening, all the guests have to leave the mountain, travel back down to Engelberg or even to the, the hotels in, in Lucerne. And that means in the evenings you have all this beautiful nature for yourself. And hidden tip number two is take a hike or take the chairlifts towards Jochpass and Engstlenalp, which is actually part of the famous Via Alpina that goes through Switzerland. And it brings you to one of the most stunning mountain lakes in Switzerland, which is called Engstlensee. And you have really stunning views there to the Bernice uh, Oberland and, and a beautiful, very cliche blue mountain lakes. That's really a, a beautiful a hidden gem as well. But if you want to do that one, you have to allocate a full day to it. So you cannot go to Mount Titlis and do the tour to Engstlensee and come back. That would be yeah, too tight. Well, there's plenty of things to, to do there at Trudsee, obviously. So we definitely better in include a stop there on the way to the summit. And what are we going to find when we get to the summit of Mount Titlis? 
Yes, I think the summit, the big highlight uh, of the mountain, as I already said, is the highest viewpoint in in the region of central Switzerland. It's only the it's also the only public accessible glacier in the region. Therefore, it has no 365 days. What I believe is really the draw to is the views. These views are spectacular because Mount Titlis is the highest elevation to the north of Switzerland, which means if you look north, you can see very far, far across Switzerland. You can really see across Lucerne, Zurich, Basel, all the way to Black Forest area in Germany on a clear day. Whereas if you turn around and you look south, you're really at the border of the Alps. And as far as you can see over every mountain range, you will only see uh, snow-covered mountain peaks. And this is really, really a stunning, a stunning views. Um, of course, um, there's plenty of activities that you can join on the summit. I always tell people there's a few must do like the Titlis Cliff Walk, which is Europe's highest situated suspension bridge. And you can there really... Can you tell us a little bit more about that for people who haven't seen pictures of that? It's a suspended bridge on, on, the, on the summit linking uh, two cliffs and you walk actually on the back of Mount Titlis, so on the south face of Mount Titlis. It's about 100 meters long. It's about one meter wide and it goes about 500 meters down into the abyss. So it's just a spectacular view walk that that is really, really nice. It swings a little bit. So sometimes people are like, oh, I'm afraid of heights. I don't know if I can do it. But my dad, you're you're one of them. Okay. So you like my dad. (laughs) So you're like my dad so i guarantee you you can do it mm-hmm. but yeah it's, okay. it's it's swinging slightly so people sometimes have a bit uh, a challenge to to start but uh, it's something you'll remember forever that's for sure is that free for people that visit yes Titlis, yes or? correct uh that the titlis cliff fork is included in your in your ticket yeah correct and what else is up there to do? Uh, besides the, the cliff walk, and which is also included in your regular ticket, is the Titlis Glacier Cave, which is a tunnel that is about 20 to 30 meters under the surface of the snow. So you really walk through the ice and you can touch the walls of, of the eternal ice from the inside. We did some measures actually with the University of Zurich to, to find out how old is the ice in this cave. So we drilled a hole and we're analyzing the ice. And we found out it's roughly about 5,000, a little bit more than 5,000 year old. So you can walk through a tunnel and touch 5,000 year old ice, which I think is really spectacular. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And besides that, I think for families, they really have to do the ice flyer chairlift. That's a little additional fee. And it's a six-seater chair. Uh, it whisks you down over the crevasses. You can see into the crevasses. It takes about four minutes. And at the end of the ice fire, you go off and you're ending up in the snow tubing park or in the Titlis Glacier Park, where we have snow tubes, sleds, different type of snow toys. You can play along. There's a magic carpet at the bottom and you can do a couple of loops and just have a good time in the snow, even in summertime. And after you're you're done some loops and took some pictures, you take the chairlift back to the summit. Wow. Okay. So there's plenty to do. And what about uh, what about restaurants and and food and stuff? That's Easy to get up there? Yes. Uh, so I would say also there, there's something for every budget and every taste. Uh, there's a self-service restaurant. There's a served restaurant. There's a picnic room even. So you can also bring your own uh, your own food if you travel on a, on a lower budget or if you're on a backpacking tour. And 
there is plenty of shops from souvenir shops to chocolate shops to ice cream bars to obviously in Switzerland a watch shop. So also there's something for everybody. And you mentioned there those all those different snow activities that people can do. So if someone's visiting Switzerland and they've never seen snow or they've never never touched it before, Titlis would be a great place for them to go and, and have that snow experience. Oh, yes, absolutely. I think that's also one of the points a lot of people actually come to Titlis to to get this snow experience in summertime. And whether they had touched snow before or not, I think it's just a really nice experience to travel from warm, green weather up to a mountain and then finally end up touching snow. And that's always spectacular, even for me. I've done it yeah. hundreds of times. I still still think it's a great feeling, yes. And I guess one thing that um, we should mention to the listeners too is if they are coming from down in, in Lucerne or, or the, the lower area where even if it's beautiful and warm, it could actually be quite chilly at the, at the top. So they need to be prepared with bringing some warm clothes. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. Yes, uh, even, even in summertime, the city can be quite hot in Switzerland and you wouldn't think of bringing too warm of, of clothes along but for the mountains I always recommend to have at least some some wind protecting um, jackets doesn't have to be a, a snow winter jacket whatever that's probably too much but just something that that's a bit um, holding back the wind that's probably slightly waterproof that's good enough and always good to have uh, proper shoe work so closed shoes not flip-flops or <laughs> sandals or uh, yeah sport shoes just some some good shoes yes yeah something with a, a good solid um grip yeah. on them i guess walking through the glacier cave it could be quite slippery yeah it is actually yes it, you're walking on ice in the glacier cave so yes yeah, you better have some 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 grip on your shoes yes so what would you say is a good amount of time for people to allow to visit mount titlis yeah, that's always a tough question. I get this asked a lot. <laughs> there is never enough time, I say. But it depends really on your schedule that you travel on. Yeah, if you if you're on a tour through Europe and you maybe have only limited time to do Lucerne and and some of the excursions, then one day is good enough. Even two thirds of a day, it's forty five minutes from Lucerne to Engelberg, and you go up the mountain half an hour. You have some time on the mountain top, have have lunch on the mountain, travel back to Trübse, enjoy, enjoy the nature around Trübse a little bit, go back to the village, take a stroll through the village and then either stay in Engelberg or take the train back to Lucerne. So that's good enough for a day. But obviously you miss out on all the hidden tips I gave you. So <laughs> so that's that's always uh, the challenge here. But I think it depends really on, on the, the people's timing and, and the interests. So from, I'd say, two thirds of a day to three days, you can do something on the mountain. Yeah, okay. And you said before that the cable cars go, you know, every, every few minutes or very frequently from Engelberg. Do they run all year round? Yes, they do. There is a break, uh, though, from stand to the summit uh, of Mount Titlis with the Rotair, which is always in the beginning of November for maintenance work. And then it's closed for about 11 days, always the two first weeks of November every year. But otherwise, like Lake Tripse, for example, you can reach uh, 365 days a year. Okay. And when uh, when the ski season is, is fully, you know, fully underway, where do most people ski? Is it is it at the, the summit? 
No, the, the skiing is really spread out through through the whole mountain. It always starts in the summit in early October, so we do have one of Switzerland's longest ski seasons, and um, we'll open always in the first week of October. And then the skiing only happens on the glacier. But when it's in full swing, the people really spread out. They can ski uh, at the Jochpass side. They can ski towards the Engstland Lake, which I mentioned before as a beautiful hike. They can ski on the summit. They can ski all the way down to Engelberg. It's one. It's a very beautiful downhill run to the village. So it really depends on probably also on your level of skiing, whether you rather want to stick to the blue slopes, which are more on, on the Jochpass side probably, or if you're more of an advanced skier, then you, you'll probably head for the for the summit. Okay. Yeah, good to know. Now, should visitors buy their tickets for Mount Titlis in advance, or is it okay just to buy them on the day? Both is possible. I would probably recommend to buy it in advance and to see if there is some special discounts available. Sometimes there's promotions if you book early, so you can definitely take advantage of those. If you come at the day, there's always tickets available. There's we don't have a maximum people of guests that we allow or anything like that, so you'll always be able to buy a, a ticket also on spot, yes. Okay, so those specials that you said are sometimes uh, available, or they be listed on the Titlis website? Yeah, they would find it on the website uh, www.titlis.ch and usually they're quite uh, obviously highlighted, so so I'm sure they'll, they'll find it, yeah. Okay, and if someone, uh, if one of our listeners is travelling and using a Swiss travel pass or a Swiss half air card, for instance, do they get a discount on their ticket price? Yes, correct. So with the Swiss travel pass, uh, you get a 50% discount on the return ticket uh, from Engelberg to Mount Titlis. For all the pedestrian tickets, the Swiss travel pass is, uh, is valid, but not for any skiing tickets. That's important to know. Yeah. So if, you, if you're a skier, you have to buy your, your own uh, ski or multi-day or multi-day pass, and they are usually not uh, combinable with any of the, the discount pass like Telpass or Swiss travel pass and so on. Yes. One thing uh, I think that we should mention also is the webcams because because often um, if you're down in, in Engelberg or in Lucerne, the weather could be quite different there to what it is on the mountain. So it's always a good idea for people to check the webcams before they head up to the mountain and they can find those on, on the website as well, which is for people that don't, don't know what we're talking about, it's like a, a it's live video footage of of what the weather conditions are at the top. So I think that's that's a good tip for people to know. Do you have any other tips um, that would help them to get, you know, to make the most out of their excursion? Yes, I think the webcam is, is a very nice tip you just mentioned. It's also nice probably if you do it before you travel, you really know what you will expect. There is like 360 degrees cameras, especially at Trips and Mount Titlis, which gives you an idea of what, what it actually looks like at these two points. And beside that, I think to get the most out of the excursion, it's probably good to allow you enough time. I think people, when I watch people moving on the mountain and, and see, see how they experience the mountain differently, I think the ones that are on a tight schedule, they forget to take it all in. They are on a tight schedule. They take the pictures and run to the next spot and they miss out on the experience. I think it's good to allow you enough time and probably stay in Engelberg and see, say, we do Mount Titlis today. 
if we have four hours fun playing in the snow, we can still go to trip, say, the next day. If you are saying I have three hours time, then you want to pack in everything in these three hours. And then it's probably hard to get the most out of the excursion. That would be my tip. But sometimes it's it's the way it is. Yeah. But that would be my tip. Yes. Great advice, though. If you if you can make the time and and you'll you'll enjoy the the whole experience a whole lot more. I agree. Is there anything else that we should talk about that uh, that we haven't covered? Do you think? I think we we were pretty pretty good in covering the most important facts and and things to do in in Engelberg. Um, Probably we didn't talk too much about skiing itself and winter season. I think there it's quite important or what's a funny fact um, that we are very snow reliable uh, therefore we also have one of the longest seasons like I said before and we are very much known for off-piste skiing we do have um, a special microclimate in in the valley of Engelberg we get a lot of the snowstorms traveling from from northwest from the Atlantic and they come towards the Alps and because we are the first big mountain of the Alps. The clouds get stuck and kind of circle around Engelberg before they move on. So if you look at snow depth in the Alps uh, over the last few years, um, Mount Titlis was always within the, or Engelberg was always within the, the top three resorts in the Alps with the biggest snow depth. So that's definitely a, a nice plus to have and offers a lot of great opportunity for the advanced skiers that want to uh, take it off piste and want to ski some powder. You ski from three thousand meters to thousand meters so you have two thousand verticals and that gives you a lot of options which you can only find in the alps yes yeah great so if someone is uh, let's say they're staying in lucerne for a couple of days and they're going to do one mountain excursion why should they choose mount titlis I would say they should choose Mount Titlis because it's the most diverse of all the mountain excursions. Um, you can travel to the glacier, which is special. Uh, it's the only mountain in the region where you have snow. You have the views on the suspension bridge. You travel with two different cable cars on the way up, even with the one that is rotating. And then obviously you have the stations Stand and Trübse, which offers something completely different. And it's like two mountains in one mountain excursion. So this is a huge add-on, which I think is is the reason why people should choose Mount Titlis. Yeah, that sounds like a very good reason to me. I better make sure I get there pretty soon. You should, you should. (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Peter. It's been great to chat to you and and learn all about Engelberg and Mount Titlis. And I'm sure you've uh, made plenty of listeners keen to get there as soon as possible just like me thank you caroline it was a pleasure to talk to you and and i uh, hope all your listeners enjoyed my inside views and my tips thanks a lot thank you can you see why i'm kicking myself for not having visited mount titlis or engelberg yet it's really three excursions in one if you include a visit to engelberg a stop at trubse with its lake zip line and hiking trails and then the summit of mount titlis where you'll find year-round snow a glacier cave, the cliff walk, and breathtaking views. And all this is just 45 minutes from Lucerne. Incredible. If you're staying in Zurich, you don't need to miss out either, as you can join a guided day trip to Mount Titlis too. If you're interested in learning more about any of the places or activities that Peter mentioned, including his local secrets, you can find the details in the show notes for this episode. You can find those show notes at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash episode 58. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this episode, 
I'd be very grateful if you could take a few minutes to leave a rating or review on Apple or Spotify or whichever platform you're listening on. This will help other folks planning a trip to Switzerland to find the podcast and we can help them to plan their own dream Swiss vacation too. Until next time, tschüss. If you'd like more great resources to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland, there are lots of ways to connect with us. Visit our website, holidaystoswitzerland.com, sign up for our monthly newsletter or join our friendly, helpful community of past and future travellers in our Switzerland travel planning group. You'll also find the links to connect with us in the show notes for this episode. Show notes and a list of all previous episodes are available at holidaystoswitzerland.com slash podcast. Don't miss out on your fortnightly dose of Swiss travel inspo. Hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating. That's all for this edition of the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Thanks for joining us and happy travel planning.